and welcome to the Girls in Movement podcast where we talk to founders and influencers from across the world. We have an incredible guest today um, on their show on our show and just their title uh, makes me smile. So I've wanted a guest in this field onto the show for the past year especially with everything that's been happening just to get their sort of real perspective of a unreal um, global pandemic which we're in right now. So he introduced himself as a Doctor Who DJs, uh, and he is the creator of NHS Sessions. Um, I welcome Dr. Kishan Vidalia to the show. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me. No worries. Does it feel strange when people say doctor to you now? <laughs> it does. I think I think it was more weird at the very beginning of my sort of doctor career after I'd finished university, because I studied for so long, and you would think that as you get closer and closer to it, you feel that it, it feels more natural to be a doctor, but actually the day I got my results and realized I was a doctor, I was actually wow. quite like, this, <laughs> this, is, this is weird. And then when people at work say, oh, uh, that's the doctor over there or speak to the doctor <laughs> or the nurse says, you know, that's is a bit of an odd feeling. <laughs> Um, so let before we get into our um, interview, and thank you so much, Kishan, for joining us on this show. Um, so okay. I tend to ask uh, a few of my guests kind of questions about lockdown um, in this mad time yeah. that we're living in. Um, so my first question, you probably might turn around and say I have zero free time, um, but what's your sort of go-to Netflix series been during lockdown? I have to say the best one that I've watched is Money Heist, for sure. And I'm so excited to hear that the new series is out this week. I love because it. The, the first season got me so hooked when I was in the very first lockdown. I was a bit late to catch on to it, yeah. uh, but when I got into it, I thought this is absolutely genius. From a storyline perspective, also from like a, a visual perspective, it was just so, so engaging on every level. Love that. <laughs> I've not actually watched Money Heist. My brother loves it, though. He, yeah, he, I think it's made quite a few series as well. Yeah, I think, I think it's an amazing one. Yeah. And in terms of lockdown, have you picked up a new talent during lockdown yet? Um, I would say that uh, the, the most important and the, the most beneficial talent I've picked up is like the art of time management and, and dealing under pressure and things like that. Um, because I've, I've been stretched in all directions, both musically, but also in my career as well. Yep. So on every single level, I've managed to develop that. But I, other talents, oh, there's one obvious one that I'm definitely missing and completely overlooking. Um, at the very start, I would have been afraid or shy to talk to a camera, like on Instagram or, you know, on a story or something. But now it just feels kind of natural. I'm more accepting of it. I'm, I'm much more practiced in it. And actually, I've reached a point where I can just be myself on there. Nice. I, I've lost that barrier. I think that's a huge like milestone for me, really, because it shows progress. Honestly, yeah, even when, um, so when I started following you, so me and Kishan have been trying to get this date in the diary for so long. And like the over the last few months, I've just seen, you'll talk about your busy schedule being a doctor and then you're just on Sky or, you know, ITV. And I'm like, when does this guy sleep? <laughs> I know exactly what you're, what you're thinking. And <laughs> there was definitely times when I wasn't sleeping during the very start of the pandemic. But thankfully, at the very beginning, I had, more days off but longer days at work so I had time to recover but during the hype of my project NH sessions um yeah I was getting so many messages I'd wake up and see a message request in my DMs from someone with like five million <laughs> followers who's like I love what you're doing I'd be like 
I can't sleep for now. It's three <laughs> in the morning. Wherever this, wherever this person is in America or wherever in the world, it's probably daytime. But I now have to message them and voice note them. So I was, I was awake a lot, but I was, I was living off adrenaline. Yeah. That's so cool. And what's one thing you've learned about yourself um, this past year? I feel like I've really matured this year on, on so many different levels. I'm not sure if I would have matured in, in the same way without a pandemic, mm. but I feel like I've had a lot of time to reflect and uh, create, create a lane for myself. So I think something I've learned that, that I think is gonna like change my life is um, just about how how much I really do value the things around me. I guess the, the people, the environment, also time as well. Those kind of things is what I've really learned. It sounds really broad, but these are the things that I really I really value right now. Without these things, like what is the point really? Yeah, it's true. Is well, one of my guests last week explained it as the little things in life, like your commute to work. You literally yeah. hate it. a year ago you hated it, but now you're like, bring back the commute so I can literally read my book and switch off from the world. <laughs> and it's just yeah, and and also like the other thing I've learned is like the, the importance of well-being, physical, yeah. mental health. There was a point where I was really kind of neglecting my own physical health, and health and fitness is so important to me eating well, going to the gym, you know, keeping a healthy mind. I'm a really positive, active person. But when I was getting really busy with my, my music and working and trying to squeeze everything into space of a day, I stopped really concentrating on what I was eating or yeah. the exercise I was doing. So I just didn't do it at all. And I'd eat rubbish. And <laughs> it's over the last four or five months, as we've come into our sort of third lockdown, I think we're in our third one now, I've lost count. Um, <laughs> I, I the, the one thing for me is that I am learning to put health first so like when I get home after a long shift before I get my laptop out to respond to emails I'll, I'll put my headphones on and I'll do a workout oh, good for you well that is commitment <laughs> yeah it's got to be done um so let's talk about your music um so you launched yeah. NHS sessions um how did it start and yeah you went viral basically um you were on ITV Sky everywhere talk to me how you started that the idea really just came from from a vision and um, just a, th a thought that I wanted just to DJ play gigs. But obviously, we couldn't do it, and I had more time on my hands in between shifts. So my go-to is also always music, the thing that I want to do. So I just thought I'm going to set up my decks in my kitchen and play music. But I thought, you know, let's wear scrubs and see what happens, and record it and post it on Instagram. And the idea came to me when I was just sort of on my own just chilling at home and then I, I messaged a friend I said I've got this idea NHS sessions NH sessions I want to get my friends who are into music who I've sort of developed contacts with over the years of pushing myself as a DJ and producer and like releasing music and playing gigs and providing a platform for this music to reach people to lift spirits and celebrate frontline workers and that's really what the scrubs mean when I'm wearing it Love that. Um, and then from there I, I posted the first video of me doing a DJ set in my scrubs in my kitchen as an IGTV and really the feedback was incredible so many artists and guests wanted to get involved celebrities backing it sharing it um but interestingly it didn't actually go like viral viral straight away it was kind of like I was just I was working really hard to just trying to get it in front of as many people um but it's when you least expect it suddenly a meme happens or suddenly 
um, you get uh, an influx of interviews on TV. You can't really predict these things. And it's yeah. those spikes in, in visibility that have really allowed people to see it. Nice, love that. And who's been your favorite guest or like celebrity who's done a mention for you? There were definitely far too many to name, <laughs> but I would definitely say the one that really got me excited at the beginning was when Mr. Jam, who was then on Radio One as like a leading tastemaker for dance music, just emailed me with a video of him showing his support. Wow. And that was one of the earliest, biggest DJs. He's now on, on Capital, Capital FM, Capital Dance. Um, but since then, we've had people like, example, Jonas Blue, Amazing. celebrities like K Katie Piper. So I really can't name one, mm -hmm. but it's the combination of all of them getting behind it, which is just amazing. That's amazing. And uh, talk, talk to me about the DJing. So did you start this at university um, and obviously you were traveling and doing it before? So was it literally just something in your spare time? That's right. I mean, I've been to music all my life when I was at school, playing in bands, uh, the saxophone, clarinet, piano, jazz bands, orchestras. But when I was going through school, um, I suddenly became exposed to making electronic music, producing it in a bedroom home studio environment because one of my good friends, older brothers had a home studio. And then going to university, being exposed to dance music, I thought it's cool what the DJ is doing and I'd love to have a go at that. And I, I absolutely loved it, downloading dance music, mixing it for fun. Um, but then it was really in my third year of medical school, I, I entered a global DJ contest, which I won run by a huge dance festival wow. called Tomorrowland and that pretty much opened wow. so many doors for me it changed everything for me overnight yeah as a third year medical student um, then playing gigs playing at Tomorrowland flying to places like Scotland Ibiza playing gigs there meeting amazing people and from there I laid the foundation for what's happening this year really love that I mean most people would be like see you later medical degree I'm gonna go play at festivals like Tomorrowland <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's such, it's such a difficult decision. Everyone's like, could you see yourself dropping out? And I was like, you know what? I, I, my whole mission in life has been to become a doctor and music's always been a huge part of my release. Yeah. So I'm going to find a way of bringing them together and getting them getting the best out of both together, which yeah. I think is possible. Yeah, 100%. And let's talk about um, the medicine side of things. So you were, if I've got this right, you were brand new to medicine when COVID first hit. So talk to me about your first day or your first month um, as a brand new doctor in the NHS and obviously you're surrounded by this global pandemic. How were you feeling and what were you thinking? So actually I'd done four months in A&E before the pandemic. Um, I, I started in August 2019 working as a doctor. First job, four months in A&E. Second job, four months in the respiratory ward. But as I reached the, the end of that second four months, that's when COVID happened. So they kept me in that respiratory job for a further four months. They kept us there and they brought more staff in because we were at the COVID ward. And yeah, I mean, none of the consultants or juniors had experienced anything like it. So it was, it was a steep learning curve. Um, it was, to begin with, we weren't like too swamped, like we were managing with it. We had more staff than we'd ever had, but it was really the the unknown and the anxiety is not knowing if things like the PPE would help us or yeah. if I got COVID, how would my body respond to it? Um, not knowing how the patients would um, respond to any treatment we were giving because we were trialing a lot of new drugs, new things. Um, so we were literally learning on the job using whatever research had come out, say the, the week before or the day before and following the, the advice of our, 
our bosses but the morale was really high because just juniors are young they're fun yeah. and we, we have we, we don't really um outside of the ward we try and be ourselves and we're good at doing that yeah and i think it's just you know we're all in our own bubbles those who are outside of the nhs like community i've got friends who are nurses and they just kind of say you know when i go for a walk around the park and i'm like you know how's work and they're just kind of like you know it's work because they just take themselves out of that role they don't want to kind of talk about it in their day to day but you know we have this bubble of our experience of being in a global pandemic locked at home but you guys are just in the thick of it and your outlook of it is just yeah. different to ours it's a really interesting point that you made because actually I feel working in that environment, we're much more accepting of it and understanding of it because we're face to face with it every single day at full intensity. And we're talking about it, we're reading the, the papers on it and we kind of disengage with what we're hearing in the news because at the end of the day, we're there to do our job. Yeah. Um, whatever the media say, we're still gonna do our job. But then people who aren't working in the NHS or in healthcare, they, they only have the news to go on, the media and what they hear from family and friends who work in the NHS. So you're exactly spot on there and um i i think we are as healthcare staff we're we're very accepting of it um even though it is distressing at times it's hard yeah and in t did it change your outlook on the role of being a doctor experience in the past year it's definitely reinforced things that are important for example the small things that are important when inpatient care so a good example is that a lot of patients aren't allowed to see their family members, mm. even if they're on the, in the last hours of their life. I mean, now we're much, much more accommodating and able to. We've got PP in place, able to put them in side rooms. We can ask family members to self-isolate afterwards, which they have to do by law. Um, but it's those small things as doctors and the nurses do as well, where we comfort the patient. Um, we're there for them almost in in. Uh, almost in a replacement of a family member who'd be there to be there in their last moments. So I think it's definitely reinforced how important um, our roles are in being there in a supportive way and like in, in an emotional capacity as well. And uh, this might be a stupid question, but do they teach you any of this? Like, you know, obviously they, do, they can't predict a global pandemic as you're studying medicine, but you know, this whole element of being that care for someone who has no one around them in the last moments of their life like it's an incredible compassion to have as someone who's fairly young as well i think this isn't something you can really learn uh during medical school because we don't really have that level of patient contact or we're not that integrated into the, the patient journey or care when you're in a, a student you're shadowing doctors temporarily maybe for an hour or two a day yeah. and then the following week when you go back it'll be a different set of patients but for this we're involved in the whole patient journey so I I think it's something that you have to learn on the job but people say even during medical school outside of a pandemic you learn a lot more on the job than you do in medical school because it's you, there's things you just can't learn you have to ex experience them firsthand those pressures um, those unknowns to be able to know how to deal with the situation. Yeah, agreed. And I can only imagine sort of 
you know, I mean, I don't think the NHS will ever sort of calm down, but, you know, it we're still very much in a global pandemic. And I think for everyone in the, the world, it won't, it won't be for another couple of years until we all sit back, reflect and think, my God, that's what we went through. Um, you guys are in it every single day and you see it every single day. I mean, how do you deal with the stresses of being a doctor? I think the main way of dealing with it is by, by having multiple outlets. Yeah. I think it's the, the small things that you have to make sure you do that give you that release. So whether that be, I mean, for me personally, it's exercising. So now making sure that when I get home, I do a workout, even if I'm tired, I know that after it, I'll feel good and I won't regret, I won't regret it. Also eating well, uh, trying to find that balance. Because again, when you're stressed, you don't want to eat well. You want to eat what's convenient and quick. But yeah. once you've done done it, you you enjoy it. Things like music, but also taking the time to, I don't know, call friends, FaceTime friends, and socialize at work within the guidance and the things that we're allowed to do. So in our breaks, you know, when we're eating lunch, for example, we've got tables that are like three meters apart from each other and it's one person per table. And if you're eating, obviously you can have your mask off. So it feels a bit more normal. Yeah. So you're face almost face to face with someone, but two meters, three meters apart. Um, so I think it's all the small things that add up. You have to be disciplined about, otherwise you'll just cave in, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And do you have, um, so my brother actually is studying to be a doctor. He's in his second year and he's literally spent his whole whole second year at home studying. Do you have any advice for people who want to be a doctor or are currently studying? My My most important piece of advice would be to understand how to find a balance because it's quite a consuming career mm. it's fun rewarding challenging but you need to have something else outside of it whether that's something relaxed like reading whether it's something strenuous like i don't know weightlifting or being a, an athlete you need something to take your mind off what you're doing at work um and so that you don't take your work home with you as well i think that's really really important also to understand that the that medicine is is a career for of like lifelong learning so you have to be open-minded to to learn new things um adapt to, to difficult situations but also always know that you've got a team around you so always be a team player offer support to other people and people will offer support to you i think those are the most important things Love that. that's incredible advice nice um and plans for 2021 so i mean you mentioned that you enjoy doing doctor and dj would you ever just pursue one or are you just going to see how long both can be sustained i'm definitely going to be doing both in some capacity whether at some point i focus more on one for a period of time so for example if i was to focus more on the music for a period of time then i will still be a doctor I might just do two days a week rather than five for a couple of months yeah I've just got to shift the balance to wherever I am most most in demand at the time um but doing music and performing on stage has always been like my dream and the thing that I love to do like just being on stage is my my ultimate goal um but I mean for this summer the plans for 2021 I have just confirmed uh, a series of televised stadium events which wow. i can't really say much about but Incredible. it's for a really huge huge concept event that is national and yeah stadiums um it's going to be absolutely incredible i'm so excited about Amazing. that so i've just confirmed that and i'll be announcing that soon 
I am in discussions with a big, big festival about main stage performances. We've got a few wow. big festivals lined up and new music. We've got a bunch of tracks ready with some incredible top liners who are singers nice. on them, who are featured on huge dance hits and just speaking to some top record labels at the moment who are really excited by the vision. Wow, that's so exciting. That's like, you act so casual about that. So <laughs> that's incredible. Make sure you keep <laughs> us posted um, on those things. Definitely. Who's your um, who's your sort of influence as a DJ or you know an artist? The great thing is I love all styles of music and I could be influenced by I don't know a commercial popular DJ like I don't know, Calvin Harris. So someone like Calvin Harris massively inspires me because he his sound has adapted over time. He's proven that as a DJ and an artist you can have longevity and his music always is current. So his his if you listen to a song from now it'll sound different to his songs five years ago yeah. but at that moment in time everyone's listening to it it's like the thing to listen to so as an artist he's someone who inspires me but on the flip side i also love the underground stuff so i'm always trying to find this perfect balance um yeah all styles and genres so the way i've kind of agreed to play music <laughs> rather than being stuck in a niche is just to play the music that i love Nice. So I have a Spotify playlist that really kind of represents all the music I'm loving. And I think there is a consistent theme. It's just all good music. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. It's all good music. Um, and final question that I ask all my guests. What's one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? I think the most important piece of advice is to write things down. And if you have a goal to formulate a plan and break it down into smaller and smaller achievable goals to reach that ultimate one. I started this quite young, I'd say. I've always been quite an objective thinker, logical thinker. Yeah. But I think for anyone else who has, has a vision and doesn't know where to start and is young, or even not even young, any age, has a dream, I think this is a great way to, to make sure you get there. Yeah. Break it down into smaller and smaller ones. As you progress, you might take a detour from that from that route, from that map, but you'll open up experiences and opportunities that you didn't actually know were there and just keep realigning it and readjusting it so that you, you keep finding bigger and bigger opportunities. Having this plan, some kind of time scale to work to means you will get there. Nice. And once you write it down, it holds yourself accountable as well. And also exactly. when you tell people as well, they can check in on you whether you're still doing it. Exactly. Amazing, Kishan. Thank you so much um, for joining us on the Girls in Movement podcast. Um, I'll drop all of Kishan's details, uh, his Spotify playlist as well. Um, it will be on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Um, and yeah, thank you so much, Kishan, and good luck with everything. Thank you for having me. No worries. Thank Thanks you. so much for having me.